Hi, I'm Lisa Marie. And I'm Jen. And this is the Women in the Woods podcast. And we're not in the woods right now. But we would love to be. Oh my god, Jen, it's you! Oh my god, Lisa! I've missed you so much. Oh, I missed you too! <laughs> and listeners, we have missed you! Oh god, we've missed you guys so oh, much. Oh, it's been so long. We have heard from you. We have heard the impatient cries of a number of you from a number of countries about when is the next podcast episode coming out? Well, we've got good news for you guys. Oh my god. This is it. Oh my god! We're back! <laughs> <laughs> That's right, we're back for season two, unofficial season two of the podcast. Jen has been working a ton, I've been schooling and working and traveling a ton. We have, you know, gathered our thoughts about those things, come back together, and we're ready to give you guys a whole new season of the podcast. Yay! <laughs> Hope we do inspire you all to get out there, try something that you've never tried before, or push yourself in the outdoors, and just have an awesome time, because women belong out there too. Yes. All types of women. Having a Amazing adventures. Yeah. Yay! So this season we're going to be talking about some awesome stuff. On top of our regular podcast episodes, we're going to be giving you some shorter episodes with your stories. Yes, we yeah. want to hear from you guys. We do! I hear, I feel like I talk to women all the time that have these amazing outdoor, like inspiring stories about stuff they've done for the first time or just amazing experiences they've had in the outdoors. I love outdoor popping cherry stories. Yeah, yeah! Like, <laughs> like I just spent my first night in the wilderness all by myself and here's what happened and I want to hear every detail about exactly that. what went well what was awesome and what sucked what didn't happen and go well what you learned from it all the stuff that you think would be helpful in getting other women to experience this and also just to share it's nice to know we're not alone in the yes. failures and the new experiences and, and the like trials. just being afraid maybe to do the thing and then how awesome you feel after you've done the thing yeah so <laughs> if you have any wonderful stories you want to share um, we're going to ask you to you can message us on Instagram mm -hmm. so you can private message Jen who is marmot underscore queen or you can message me Lisa Marie and I am at this one wilder heart so all one word yes I know <laughs> I pick horrible things my email address is also like insanely long and complicated um, but it's uh, T-H-I-S O-N-E-W-I-L-D-E-R-H-E-A-R-T. Yes, Jen is laughing at me. <laughs> um, that's me. I post all kinds of things, um, and I want to hear from you, and Jen wants to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Talk about stories, and also maybe hear them in person sometimes. Yes, so if you send us your messages, and it's something that like we just want to hear more, we want to talk to you about yeah. it, um, we will be asking some of you to in person get interviewed by us if you're up for it. If you're local to Oregon. If not, yep. if you want to fly here, that's rad. Yeah, that uh, is. <laughs> or there's this thing called the internets. I don't know, Jen, have you heard of the internets? Oh, shit. <laughs> I literally didn't think about that. <laughs> but we if, you, if you would like to bring your story by parchment to be a carrier pigeon, we would love to hear that. I literally forgot about the internet. Yes. Well, well that's why go. I'm here. Occasionally, I'm I serve a purpose. <laughs> we can we can get in touch with you via Skype if you're open to being interviewed by us. We just want more ladies getting telling their stories. Yeah. Period. Women don't have enough of a voice. I feel mm -hmm. in media in general, other than the ways that maybe we're 
used for ads and, you know, to yeah. promote products and stuff. It's just nice to have women ge- just speaking genuinely about their experience. Yeah. Especially and like, this. honestly, all kinds of women, all ages, yes. all backgrounds, yes. all types, like mm-hmm. everything. I mean, Lisa and I are super different and we have super different stories. So totally. we would love to hear all of your stories. Yay! So yes, excited to share all of this with you guys and we'll be releasing more and more regularly and can't wait to experience this all with you. In this week's episode, we're talking about overcoming failure. So yay! It's not the end. Just because things don't go the way they're planned, it doesn't mean it's over. That's true. I mean, you, we, we had an episode where we talked about our different definitions of what actually constitutes failure. Yep. And we're going to specifically be looking at women that have inspired us Mm -hmm. that faced adversity or women who failed the straight up failed the first time around and then went on to do awesome things. I have a number of people, Jen has a number of people. We're going to talk about each of them. Hopefully it inspires you as much as it has inspired us to know that failing is not the end it's often the beginning of a journey no matter how cheesy that sounds that is the truth super true <laughs> I mean if you and I look back at our own adventures if we had just like thrown in the towel like at the first sign of like oh this is not going right at all like mm-hmm. we wouldn't even have this podcast no no we would not we would have nothing to laugh about <laughs> and so I would probably have died somewhere along the way I would have just stopped and laid there. I would I would be living somewhere like south of Mount Rainier right now. If I was like, well, this is where I live now next, and next to a log bridge. <laughs> I can't find my water source and I'm out of food. So I'm just like, this is just where I'm gonna live and die. Yeah. <laughs> but we have persevered, and yeah. you will too. And these ladies definitely did, and they're super cool. Yes. So before we get into all of that, Jen, what did you do in the woods this week slash Months uh, since we <laughs> released an episode. Of the what have I done in my lifetime since we last had a podcast? Uh, well, so there are some things that have happened geographically to our area. Like there was a giant fire in the Columbia River Gorge. Yeah. Um, so that has deeply impacted my life and adventures and heart and soul. Mm. <laughs> um, the good news is uh, there's still so much of the gorge that is still the gorge. Mm-hmm. I have been out on both trails that are open on the Oregon side of the gorge. I've been out on the Washington side a lot. I've done some coastal hikes. I took a friend to do Cascade Head for her first time, so I got to pop oh! that cherry. Popping all the cherries. I love, I love being the ladies first time. <laughs> um, and it was so cool. Just to, like, we did a sunset hike up there, and she'd never been out there before, let alone at sunset, and it was just super cool. And I went to, I most recently did uh, the Littoral Falls Loop, and mm. that was the second and last trail to reopen in the gorge. And it's mm. still so lush and beautiful, oh, and, like, none of that area has really been affected in a way that's noticeable. It's definitely a season of rebuilding for the gorge, for my life. Uh, I was going to say, this feels like it translates to more than just nature right now. Yeah. But... (laughs) Disgusting. I'm newly single-ish, so so now I have more awesome solo adventures. I don't need no man. <laughs> Hashtag don't I, need no man. I mean, I didn't need him anyway, but. 
Oh my god, my friend, uh, my friends photoshopped together a photo of me. There's a photo on Instagram of me high fiving a friend at a summit, a mm-hmm. uh, summit sum- sunrise. Um, and they copied me and flipped me and made me high five myself and, <laughs> and wrote and said, don't need no man. <laughs> so you can just join me in high fiving yourself via photo manipulation. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just Photoshop all photos of him to be a bear. <laughs> like, look at me hanging with this like awesome grizzly. <laughs> These are like legit photos. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I mean, like, we've both gone through some life changes in the last podcast. I'm gonna, I guess, learn a lot more about myself uh, out in the forest by myself. Like you Which is kind of exciting, actually, so. Lisa, what have you been up to since we last recorded? Oh, I have been up to a number of things. Um, Go on. Oh, my. (laughs) So, let me think that the highlights, um, I went to Norway, ran across um, Hardangervida, so I self-supported myself running across one of the national parks there. It's the highest plateau in all of Europe, um, and it's known for horrific weather changes that can happen on, you know, a dime. I don't understand why, oh, because it's tiny. I was going to say, I don't understand that saying, and now, now I kind of get it. I explained it to myself. Anyway. Um, I mean, I forgot about what the internet was. Exactly. <laughs> so at least we're equal. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but yeah, um, so it proved accurate, <laughs> that description, because um, I got stuck in a nasty storm in the most, probably the most remote part of the park where like very few people, the first parts on the outskirts, a lot of people go. So the they have these trail markers. It's a stone with a painted red T on it. Um, and those ones are freshly painted, clearly w- really well maintained. And despite the fact that there are rocks everywhere, they're really obvious. Um, in the central part, whole things had fallen down and they were faded. And um, I, that's when I hit the worst of the storm where it was just downpouring, got really cold. I couldn't feel my fingers or my toes. Um, and I couldn't see more than like an arm's length in front of me. So I couldn't even see these markers. So thank God I have some ability with a map and comp- I couldn't even pull out my map cause I couldn't like, <laughs> I couldn't feel my hands, but I could pull out a compass really easily um, and figure out where I had to go and not fall off any rock faces or like into any ravines and stuff. So, um, so that happened. It was super fun. That sounds horrible, but like I had these magical experiences. They back country cabins, although you need keys for some of them and due to some complications, I wasn't unable to get the key. Thank God the one I came upon had the person who oversees like helps maintain the cabin happened to be there and she had pancakes and I walked in and I was soaking wet and I was like I need to wait out the storm here I was so glad I got to that cabin it was like <laughs> I believe that's what they call trail magic exactly. it was well <laughs> I mean anytime you like open up a door to warmth and pancakes <laughs> like when you're not expecting it it's like this is the legit definition yeah. of trail magic <laughs> and she offered me the pancakes and then she said, hey, I just fished some fresh fish from the, the lake over there. Do you want dinner, too? And I was like... <laughs> yes, I will, magical Norwegian <laughs> woman. <laughs> like, warm itself next to the fire you built. <laughs> like, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, so, and then another hiker came through who was also soaked. And she was like, you know, I think I just need to get through. I need to get out of the park. I ended up staying at that cabin overnight um, to take an extra day because I just did not feel safe. And the next day was supposed to be worse, but at least then I could enter into it dry and warm and then just get soaked for the last like 12 to 14 hours of running. So I ran into that woman again at the end. She's super cool. She's like backpacking all through Norway all by herself. She's real cool. Um, and, and I met women of all ages in Norway that were doing stuff by themselves. It was 
really cool. Um, Norwegian women, awesome. All of Norwegian people I met were great. Viking lady. Viking ladies, big time. <laughs> and, and like up through the, like a 50 something year old woman was out there doing it herself. And she was like, my kids like, no, I was like, no, I need a weekend to myself. I'm just going to wander into the park. I'll see you in two days. <laughs> and it's like no itinerary, just going. She's awesome with questionable weather coming. But anyway, I ran into that other woman at the end and she said to me, oh my God, did you stay? Um, and I said, I did, I did. I stayed at the cabin. She's like, that was the best decision you've ever made in your life. And she talked about having to set up camp with like insane winds and oh, insane God. rain. And oh. then her entire thing was surrounded by water, like her whole tent. Once she, she was like, once I was in there, I have a warm sleeping bag and stuff, but like, and she said it was just nasty and she was still drying out when I ran into her and she had been there for a while, you know, before I got there. Yeah, craziness in Norway, but so wonderful. I definitely plan to go back. It's a beautiful country with really great people. If you can go, I encourage you to go. Um, it was kind of on a whim. I didn't know I was going to go somewhere in Scandinavia and I bought my I was in Europe and I decided to go there, found this park and um, just kind of winged it and just went for it. I knew very little going in. I got a map of the good trail map of the park the day of entering the park, like from a local random hotel, like like house I wa- I drove by and I pulled in and was like, do you guys have maps? Uh, that, that, that like makes my, my OCD logistical side where I like need to plan everything to a T well in advance. Like it, it makes it makes that eye twitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I and I get uh, the one thing I did plan to a T going in was I knew I would be in Sweden or Norway or somewhere so I had brought every piece of gear I could think to bring for really bad weather really cold weather really wet weather um so I felt really prepared with the gear that I had so I knew no matter what I got into I'd be okay um so so that at least you know to at least allay the fears and I brought a map Everybody bring a map, <laughs> but I got one, and I brought it, even if it was last minute. <laughs> so. You're never too ultralight for the 10 essential. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I did that, and then I also, I got back, and like two weeks later, attempted my first 100-mile run, um, sanctioned 100-mile yeah, run. I did, and Jen, she did my logistics for me, and I had a, um, a waterproof thing on my pack so I could look and see how much further it was to aid stations. I had, uh, yeah, the aid stations. Oh, I had your pace. Uh, your pacing where you're supposed mm-hmm. to be when you're supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, where where you can poop in a toilet. Yeah. Very important. <laughs> I mean, I like to know that information. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, me too. Oh, uh, meals. When you, like, where in your run you can stop for meals. Yep. Because, um, so approximately, because I was going to be running for over 24 hours, so I needed to have a general, I still needed to eat a lunch, a breakfast, and a dinner. So she helped, she put down what aid station about I should be having those. Um, all of it, invaluable, the best person ever, I, best friend. I got to make Excel spreadsheets. Yes! <laughs> so we For someone so else, it was very, it was very satisfying. <laughs> and it was super helpful, and we'll see. I We recorded, actually, about this run, um, and we may release that later in the season. Um, As, like, a little Easter egg. Yes, a little Easter egg. Ooh, and it's a little oh, Easter egg. Oh, Easter Maybe, like, a literal Easter reference. egg. <laughs> Maybe we'll we'll release it. If you guys let us know in comments on Instagram if you actually want to hear that one. When I got to the beginning of the run, we knew it had snowed significantly on the trail leading up to the run. However, we were told that all the snow had melted 
Um, we got there and at the start of the race, like five minutes before, we gather everyone around. They let us know that, oh, there's gonna be some snow just for the first 20 miles. It's only up to here. Everybody kind of looked around like, what? None of us brought snow gear. Nobody brought snow gear. Nobody was prepared for that kind of snow. Um, so I, yeah, I still got through that 20 miles of snow. Some people got knee injuries and stuff like that. Um, and, but it significantly dinged my time. I, had, I was doing really well for a little while there and then kind of petered off. Um, I made it into 55 and a half miles, but I hit it right at the time cutoff, partially because I may have sat down and cried at the mile 58 <laughs> station because I was tired and I knew I was way behind my time. <laughs> I mean, you just ran two back-to-back -back marathons in knee deep snow. I know. So <laughs> I would cry just from Decrepitness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was, oh man, it was brutal. Um, I was prepared for the mileage, not for that much snow, but I feel good. I met a lot of awesome people. I had an awesome time. And I just found out this morning that I got through the wait list to run it again this year. Woohoo! So woo! Redemption is coming in September. Everyone stay tuned. I'm gonna complete that damn thing. I'm so excited. Yes! I'll be training and talking about it on Instagram. Yeah, up through to September. So cannot wait to try it again. And so on that note of my failure that has turned into a lesson and a wonderful experience and everything else, we're going to talk about ladies who have failed, quote unquote, and then gone on to do amazing freaking things. So Lisa, do you want to kick us off with your lady inspo? Yes, I do. And the first one I'm going to talk about is uh, someone recent. You can actually follow her on Instagram and she's amazing. Her name is Camille Heron. So Camille Heron, her Instagram is at run Camille, C-A-M-I-L-L-E, run Camille. Um, she just set the world record for fastest man or woman, for fastest person, period, to run 100 miles. Wow. So she ran a seven... 758 pace, I believe, for a hundred miles straight. What? Uh, <laughs> which, that is insane. I she is insane. <laughs> she ran um a hundred miles in under 13 hours. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's just unfathomable to me to to think about that. I don't know how your body can handle that. I don't I that is beyond like my physical comprehension. I think they talked about it her it, it's the equivalent of her running, you know, four back-to-back -back marathons at a Boston qualifying pace. So it's like a three hour, just over a three hour marathon pace, which is insane for a marathon pace. It's great for a woman's marathon pace um, or any person's marathon pace, period. And she held that pace for a hundred miles. So for four marathons, yeah. I just can't, she's a beast. I don't understand, but she's just super dedicated. She's a, She trains really hard. The first two times she tried to run a hundred miles, she did not finish. So her first attempt, um, both times she attempted in 2017, she ran the Western States 100, her first time running it. It's basically like the Boston Marathon for um, ultra running. Uh, she didn't finish. Um, I believe that she ended up um, struggling early on in some of the snow-covered sections. I totally related to that. Um, and I think she and she fell and ended up getting a concussion during the run, and so she couldn't finish. Uh, and then she ran. I mean, that's a valid. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, not that it matters. Like, you don't need a valid reason. To, but I'm like, yeah. if you are concussing yourself, it's okay to like, yeah. <laughs> maybe table that one. Exactly. Um, and I hope so. Or you don't want to run deliriously through the dark. <laughs> 
So, although it's only 12 hours and 40 some odd minutes, you might not be in the dark, which is insane. It is insane. She is so talented and I'm so inspired by her. Um, but also, so she failed at that one and then she failed at the Leadville 100 to complete it as well. Um, and that was more related to her hip was just bugging her and so she couldn't finish. Despite having two failures back to back that year, she went on to run the Tunnel Hill 100 and broke the freaking world record for any person, man or woman the same year. To me, it's just really inspiring that somebody can struggle and within the same year, turn it around and do something absolutely insane. Yeah. She also was famous the last part of the race. She drank a uh, beer <laughs> while she was running. Nice. <laughs> so that's another cool fact. Oh, like, man, she's, she... <laughs> I, I kind of want to hang out with her. I know, <laughs> me too. She's so cool. Uh, so... So yeah, that's my first person. And for the record, that's not like the fastest woman to complete a hundred nope. miler. It's the fastest person ever. Period. Like to have ever lived to run a hundred miles. Yep. She's the fastest. Yep. And just that is awesome. Insane. Um, I mean, like bragging rights for life. For yeah, sure. <laughs> definitely. Um, and just for for context, anyone who doesn't do any ultra running, um, uh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a one hundred. K, so kilometers, which is like 60 miles, um, that's a decent time for that. So just keep in mind, like 60 miles, most people will run that in the time she ran, 40 more. Very inspiring. That is so cool. So Jen, why don't you tell me you about your first person? One of my ladies who I find super inspiring, her name is uh, Myrna Valerio. She is also an ultra runner. Oh my god! Um, but this speaks to like me and my soul because she's a big lady in nature. She describes herself as like a big black woman who runs these ultra marathons. Um, I mean, she regularly runs 50 mile races. Um, and as far as I know, I can't actually find any that she has not quit on. So this isn't so much a story about someone who has like failed and then got back on the horse. Um, she has faced a lot of adversity mm -hmm. in her field and she still crushes it. And that to me is like badass. Yes. So she's been featured, Myrna Valerio. Her nickname is the Myrna Vader. Oh my God. Which is awesome. <laughs> um, she's been featured in Runner's World, National Geographic, REI did this huge feature on her, um, over the summer. She's super badass. She didn't grow up as a runner. She didn't grow up it with an outdoorsy family. Like she just discovered this entirely on her own, basically in adulthood. Mm. Um, and she took to it and running long distances just make her really happy. And she does it and she crushes it. Mm. She is, you know, she says she's not the fastest one out there, but she's out there and she's doing it and it just makes her really happy. And so what is interesting in following her journey, which by the way, if you're interested in following her journey, which I highly recommend, her Instagram is lots and lots of photos of her running these races, talking about her experiences. Uh, it is at the Mernavator. So at T-H-E-M-I-R-N-A-V-A-T-R. Um, I follow her. I get so excited when I see her new photos. Um, and she has she has literally 35,000 followers. Because <laughs> uh, she's fucking awesome. She's amazing. She also, <laughs> ha she also has a book out called A Beautiful Work in Progress. And so this is how she describes herself. Myrna Valerio, a native of Brooklyn, New York, is a Spanish teacher, diversity practitioner, cross-country coach, ultra runner, 
OCR enthusiast and blogger. Valerio blogs about all things running, and she appears at uh, Fat Girl Running and in Women's Running Magazine. Oh, and she was also featured in Runner's World. I don't know if I... She talks a lot about the kind of hate that she gets just mm. for being a large woman of color out in nature mm. doing what she does um, in a space where she doesn't see other athletes like her. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't advocate for the things that like her haters think that she's advocating for. Which is, she's not advocating, you know, to be unhealthy. And actually, that's really funny because she's... Yeah, uh, no, she's, she's running she's an, 50 miles. She's not unhealthy. She just so <laughs> happens to be an ultramarathon runner in the body that she has. Yeah. Um, and she... And that's what every ultramarathon runner is. Yeah. And in all honesty, like, do not... Anybody of any size and any shape can be an ultra runner. Your body is capable of amazing things, amazing things, any size. She's proving that point, and I have seen people at races that prove that point all the time. Um, it doesn't matter. Just like and people, those like people of any size, like blowing past people that look like they should be fit and should be like winning this race. It doesn't tell you anything about your capabilities. Nothing, and in general in life, your body shape does not denote your capability. Yeah. Period. So I mean, I've seen video, like in the REI video, they show her running. They profile her as she's on a race. So mm-hmm. she like checks in at like these rest spots and she's yeah. like, and she's super good vibes. Yeah. Like she's super positive, super good vibes. <laughs> um, I mean, she talks about uh, when she ran a race and for whatever reason, when she stopped, I think it was for a meal break, um, she decided to check her, I forgot who it was, like her Instagram. Oh no, she, someone sent her an email basically calling her a fraud while she's literally out there like running a thing. Oh my God. And she said, you know, I don't know why I chose that moment to like check my messages, but I did and I read that and that was a bummer. That was, you know, it was overall, it was like such a positive experience, that whole race and that was kind of like a blight. But she is still out there doing her thing. If you don't have something positive to contribute, I'm sorry, but just shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's just my general feeling. I'm sorry. That I mean, frustrates it would me. be nice if we could just like do away with all internet trolls by saying yeah. like, just stop it. Yeah. <laughs> stop it, you guys. <laughs> um, but she's amazing. She, and she's still going. I mean, she, she just crushes it all the time mm-hmm. and she completes every race and she's out there doing her thing because she freaking loves it despite people trolling her despite people you know treating her differently Mm -hmm. um despite people assuming that she is incapable of things she gets out there and does it anyway not to prove a point but because she loves to do it still getting out there anyway and proving them wrong over and over again is incredibly inspiring like she's super cool yeah yeah that's Probably like the only ultra trail runner that I. <laughs> I'm like, yay! Fight like Lisa and I have a commonality. <laughs> I found a trail runner too. <laughs> yay for badass ladies! Yay! Uh, so Lisa, who is your next lady? Next lady is one I discovered when researching for the podcast, and now I'm like all about her. Her name is Arlene Bloom. She's an American mountaineer, writer, and environmental health scientist, and this information comes from her Wikipedia page. She is a crazy, badass woman who has gotten 
other women out into the outdoors to do unbelievable mountaineering feats that were considered in, like women were incapable of doing like and she proved them wrong like being out there having lady parts <laughs> um that plus summiting annapurna um with the first organized team of women to ever climb it so annapurna it's a mountain in nepal it's twenty six thousand five hundred and forty five feet that's like that's almost like everest yeah you're getting pretty close to everest for comparison annapurna is twenty six thousand five hundred 145 feet mount everest 29,025 feet so it's under 3,000 i mean that's still like an insanely <laughs> impressive mountain so she brought the first crew of organized women ever to summit before then it had only been climbed by eight people and all of them were men so she climbed it back in the day, back in the 70s, wow. when almost no one had even summited this mountain. It's more technical. I believe it is more challenging than Everest, even though Everest is slightly taller. Only dudes had ever climbed it, very few of them, and she brought 11 women to the top wow. of Annapurna. And also I'm sure that one of the biggest differences, as opposed to Everest where you have porters and you know mm -hmm. guides you are literally forging your own path at that time on that mountain oh yeah um and there might be i don't know if porters helped in some way back then but in no way like they do on everest now what's so fascinating about arlene bloom is the first time she tried to climb a mountain she lived in portland the first time she tried to climb a mountain was mount adams and she failed she couldn't summit just for context, Mount Adams is only a little bit taller than Mount Hood, the tallest mountain in Oregon. Mount Adams is over the border in Washington, so it's like 12,000-something feet. So that's like under 13,000 feet less than Annapurna, which she went on to summit. And I climbed it this summer on my own. I had a small... Oh, that's another thing that happened between then and now in the podcast. I climbed some mountains, and one of them was... Um, Thank you, do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that was my first time summiting Mount Adams, and it's it's pretty steep at the top, but it's, you know, pretty straightforward. Um, and yeah, she couldn't climb it the first time. So her first time really trying to climb anything, she failed. And despite that, she didn't, I mean, like maybe because of that, she was inspired to just keep trying mm -hmm. and then went on to be this epic mountaineer. Um, and so Annapurna is just one of her major climbs. She also led the first all-woman team to ascend Alaska's Mount Denali in 1970. So back when, Whoa. yeah, first female team to mount uh, to summit Denali. And that she is led. the tallest mountain in the U.S. Yep. And then she, in 78, she did Annapurna. She raised money for the trip by selling t-shirts with a slogan, quote, a woman's place is on top. Yes. <laughs> I might have to make that shirt for myself. Oh, we should we should make it. And if you guys want that shirt, like let us. I mean, know. I want that shirt. I want that shirt too. Oh my god, I'm totally. If you want to be cool like us and also wear these shirts, yes, exactly. We'll work on it. We'll get it out to you guys because <laughs> that's the best thing ever. The point is, this woman, um, Arlene Bloom, is a badass. She wrote, went on to write a book about the Annapurna experience with those women. If you want to read it, it's Annapurna: A Woman's Place which is fucking awesome also. Awesome. This, this woman is the shit. Um, and she didn't let failure prevent her from going on to be absolutely amazing and epic. So that's my, yeah. Is she super still inspired. Um, I believe she's still alive, yeah. Does she have any social media we could follow her at? Not that I know of. So no Instagram. But, um, but yeah, Arlene Bloom, she's 73 now. She's still around. And she's a badass woman in the outdoors. <laughs> so Jen... What other ladies have inspired you that have faced failure and adversity? I am following a lady right now who is 
pretty incredible. She is actually out through hiking the Appalachian Trail. Oh, hell yeah. Her name is Ashley Manning, and she's another big gal who mm-hmm. is attempting this through hike, and she is honestly crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, she came to my attention when I was... Uh, looking through Instagram on the Unlikely Hikers Instagram. Jenny, we love you! I, I feel like we could just do stories about everyone on that. I know, like, seriously. Like, like they're all, them all inspired. Off and, like, hear all of their stories. And they're just badass people. Yeah. <laughs> but what really caught my eye with Ashley is when she was featured on the Unlikely Hikers Instagram, she was standing by a waterfall wearing this like bright pink top that just said killing it. Oh hell yeah. And I was and she looked so happy and I was like, oh yeah. It's like <laughs> see a photo and you're like, I wanna follow all your things. Yeah. <laughs> from this one awesome photo. Also, Jenny also it does a pretty good job of featuring little blurbs on the photos. By the way, that's the Oh uh, nice! Killing I'm just it. I'm seeing the photo right now. Um, awesome. You can you can see it at the um at unlikely hikers Instagram. Or you could follow her um her Instagram, mm-hmm. which has up to date photos on her Appalachian Trail adventure. Sweet. So it's at Ashley's Adventure, and it's all one word spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. <laughs> um, and she's rad. So since I've been following her, um, which was actually right before she started her through hike, when she started, it was pouring rain Mm. and she hiked through the pouring rain for like a solid, like the first few days of her hike. Mm. And for me, I, I hate backpacking in the rain and I feel like... I would have just been like, yeah, I'm just going to like sit this out until yeah. I clear But when, once I'm out there and it rains, it's whatever. Shortly after she started, she wasn't breathing right, mm. like things didn't seem right, and so she decided to go pull off the trail, see a doctor. It turns out she had like really bad bronchitis. Oh, no. Um, so she was off the trail for a little bit, but then she got back on, mm. and she's still crushing it. So she's also, so she has faced, she also has faced adversity just, again, in being a big woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> taking up space, period, yeah. and taking up space in the outdoors. Yes. Um, and then getting sick on the trail. Like, right off the bat. Right off the bat. Right off, Damn. And, and she's still out there. And um, then still getting back on the horse and getting out there to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, despite, like, her timetables getting shifted, everything else, the, like, kind of stuff that is, like, your trip has ceased to be the way you expected it to be it has ended in the way that you planned it and now you just have to wing it from there and decide if you want to try again and she did yeah and uh, she just posted a photo today of her by the sign for the great smoky mountains national park Mm -hmm. so she's already at the north carolina tennessee border Mm. pretty much oh my god insane and her photos are great i mean they're like pictures of her eating pizza on the trail (laughs) she's drinking a beer on the trail Um, her and camille (laughs) that's world-class athletes like, like she's loving it she's not having this like picture perfect quaffed instagram worthy through hike she's super determined to like be appalachian trail class of 2018 and also you can follow her blog on the trek um it's just the trek.co um and then backslash ashley manning she also has tips for larger 
backpackers. Oh, nice! Um, and it's what you do about Chubra, but I'm like, mm. this would have been great information before I started any of my backpacking trips. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's, you know, she's just learning as she's going, and this is like her first big adventure, and I'm really excited to keep following her, so. And she's determined. Yeah. Like, and just, and I think that's what every single person we're talking about is committed to just continuing to see what yeah. they can do. Despite, like, despite setbacks, despite adversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like she's still having a freaking awesome time out there. I can't wait to see her finish. Yeah. That's going to be, or not even finish. I just want to see her journey. Like, again, it's not about the end result. I just want to hear what their experience is like, period. Like, I just want to see, like, her stuff every day. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, thanks for Unlikely Hikers for showing her. (laughs) To the world. Yeah. (laughs) And Lisa, who is your other lady? So I guess we're going to cap it off. Oh, man, a lot of ultra runners. A mountaineer. Three ultra runners and a through hiker. That's but a pretty good. That's, that's a decent a, that's mix. A good scope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can come back and feature some like lady skiers and. Oh totally! Like, oh, they're out. Oh yeah. Well, like even bike packers. Um, like you can think of Lindsey Vaughn this year at the Olympics. Like she couldn't do the Olympics, the last Olympics, because of injury, and she still came back. And she's the oldest woman to ever compete in the Olympic, like in her skiing sport in the Olympics, and she still went on to win. I think a bronze this year. So she she didn't get the gold that she wanted, but she's still freaking medal. She won a medal at the Olympics. And she is one or she's only like a couple events away from being the most decorated skier in all of history. Wow. Um, and that is man or woman. So um, it sounded like that might be something she's pursuing. So there you go. Throw in a skier. Um, but <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> Lindsay Bond is awesome. Um, but then I'm of course gonna bring up the epic and classic, one of my huge inspirations. Anne Trayson. She is a world-renowned ultra runner. Most of the records that are, like, world records and things that recently have been beaten are her records. And because she is just insanely amazing. She won the Western States 100-mile endurance run, which is, you know, like I said, it's like the Boston Marathon of runs. She won it 14 times. What? Um, and that, so that's beating men and women. She just won it 14 times in a row. Um, that's amazing. Yep. That's amazing. <laughs> um, I, I can't fight. That doesn't yeah. compute. But guess, <laughs> but guess what? She failed to complete it her first two attempts. She tried twice, failed twice, and didn't let that get her down, and then went on to win it 14 times after that. Wow. <laughs> um, Oh man, yeah. She is just an uh, incredibly tenacious woman. And I love her because she's like very anti gear. She just wants to run to run. She doesn't want a bunch of fancy stuff. She also ran with a torn ACL. She didn't even know her ACL was torn and ran on it for a decade. What? And ran 100 mile races with a torn ACL. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this woman is just insane. <laughs> like she's oh super bad. If you want to talk about a badass woman, Ann Trayson just incredibly inspiring and if you've read the book born to run um it's written by a dude you know um there's nothing wrong with dude stories like hey dudes i love your stories i'm reading tommy caldwell's book right now (laughs) he's a rock climber uh his book is push um but this isn't dudes in the woods exactly (laughs) um uh it's just that there aren't enough stories of women's stories out there and so it's just really nice when you can hear a woman's at least and also like being the first and the best and the fat the fastest and the it's like totally that's to me, awesome. Yeah. Anytime we can beat those boys. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. With yeah. our little lady legs. Little lady. And our uterus didn't fall out. It's a miracle. <laughs> Just scoop and it And the woodchucks didn't it. come out <laughs> and eat us alive <laughs> with our lady blood. Yeah. <laughs> so, Still out 
after two failed attempts out there crushing it 14 times in a row on top of a million other things. Um, so, yeah, those... That's amazing. Yeah, and the fact that it's the same race, there can be a mental block after you failed once, but failing again to get up and go back and then win the one after that, like, that... It's just mind-blowing to me. Um, just like Camille, failing two in a row in the same year and then going on to set a world record. It's just mind-blowing to me. And Arlene Bloom and then everyone else. It's just, these women are amazing and so glad that they didn't stop. And I hope that all of us can be a little like them. Yeah. So that wraps up the first episode of season two of Women in the Woods. Thank you you so, so much for sticking with us. Yeah, we love you guys. Thanks for pushing us. We're we're here and we're going to be... We assure you we did not get eaten alive in the forest. Exactly. (laughs) Still here having our adventures. We are. And we're going to talk about them and talk about your adventures when you send them to us on Instagram. Yes. Uh, Jen, again, message us, private message us. Um, Jen's number, or, oh, not number. My oh, my Instagram. God. <laughs> my phone number. <laughs> and here's my social security number. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at marmotqueen, and that's at marmot underscore queen. And me, Lisa Marie, I'm at this one wilder heart. And I'm not going to spell it again. Spelled exactly how you think it's exactly. spelled. <laughs> at this one wilder heart. <laughs> so. Thank you, Lisa, for sharing the stories of your inspiring ladies who faced some stuff and came back uh, on top of the world. I know. And thank you, Jen, for being here again and for sharing your stories about women who overcame adversity to be and who are awesome. still out They're there. Still out They're still like it. literally Ashley like, is out right there. Now, right, she's sleeping outside right, right now. <laughs> and I'm sure Myrna is like running a race right now. <laughs> yeah. I just I'm love it. Too. It's like they, I just love women who defy expectations almost just by being women. Pretty amazing. It's great. Um, and thank you listeners so much for being here. Like we love you guys. We do this because we want to inspire you. We want you to inspire your friends. We just want more women telling their stories and getting out there and doing awesome stuff so thanks for being those people and just inspiring us in return you guys like are everything you are the best community um and we look forward to hearing your stories you can send that in whatever format you want even if it's carrier pigeon because i forgot about the internet (laughs) (laughs) and we'll be back in two weeks that's right we're going to be doing bi-weekly episodes and then on the off weeks we're going to be sharing your stories thank you so much for joining us and we hope that you have a great week in the woods.